another episode of Nerd Casual Podcast. This is your host Antonino, and today I'm by myself because we'll be covering the latest Assassin's Creed game, Valhalla. And I had a lot of fun, like I usually do, with the Assassin's Creed games. But before we get to it, this is a spoiler alert. So, you know, if you haven't played the game, I'll be talking about some things that will be spoilery. Also, if you're new here, we are the Nerd Casual Podcast. We're a bunch of friends, except for in this episode where I'm by myself, who come together, talk about different things that fall under the pop culture umbrella, anime, video games, comic books, movies, whatnot, music sometimes. Uh, and we also like to spread the message that... Um, there shouldn't be a bar of knowledge before you can consider yourself a fan. Even casual gamers, casual watchers, casual listeners, casual readers should be allowed to consider themselves fans, like me myself, with Assassin's Creed. I like Assassin's Creed. I consider myself a fan, but uh, I only started playing them with Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and then I played Assassin's Creed Origins, and then I played Valhalla, and I have a blast every time I play them, and I really like them, and the universe, and all the lore, um, so I find it really neat, interesting. These three games also cover um, mythologies, like Origins covers Greek, uh, sorry, Origins covers Egyptian mythology, which I find really neat. And we have Odyssey, which covers Greek mythology. And we have now Valhalla, that covers Norse mythology. And there's a little bit of, you know, Irish mythology in there too, with one of the DLCs. Um, but, like I said, you know, even casual people should be allowed to consider themselves fans. So, let's get to it! Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It's a long game. I played it for a while. I put in about 230 hours, I believe, um, between the main story and the DLCs. Uh, I played all three of the DLCs, uh, Wrath of Druid, Siege of, Fer uh, Siege of Paris, and Ragnarok. Um, all of them have their own fun to it. Um, the main game follows Eivor. Um, in the beginning of the game, you can let Animus to choose your gender, or you can choose it yourself. But either way, uh, Ubisoft has come out and said that both genders um, are canon. So, you know, that's a little bit of a way that Ubisoft can just dodge that question. But, yeah, it's whatever. Doesn't matter. Play whichever one you enjoy more. I um, played Odyssey as Cassandra by choice. This time, I let Animus to choose the gender. 
and it chose the female uh, Eivor. I believe if you let Animus choose, I believe it always chooses the female Eivor. So some people take that as Eivor, the female Eivor being the canon. But like I said, Ubisoft has come out and said that both are canon. Um, and I will have later in the discussion, um, I will talk about a video that I watched on YouTube. And these guys have a really good explanation as to how both are canon. As to with like reincarnation and reincarnating as um female avor but also being odin which is a male which then allow which then you know confused animus and then you know which then allows for both to be canon something like that um later on in the episode i'll you know, touch upon that video, um, and then, and I'll also leave it linked in the show notes. Um, but back to Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Like I said, you play as Avor. You eventually find out Avor is a reincarnation of Odin, like I just talked about. Um, you meet uh, Avor's quote-unquote brother, uh, which is Avor's best friend, uh, Sigurd. And he is crazy. And he comes back from like a two-year long trip. And he brings these two foreigners with him. Uh, Basim and Hytham. And those guys you can clearly see. They are the assassins. Your, your traditional assassins from Assassin's Creed. Um, and they give Eivor uh, her hidden blade. Or their hidden blade. Um, and, you know, they start the conversation talking about their whole, um, you know, beliefs with the hidden ones and they talk about the order, um, you know, because the order is trying to control the world and whatnot. Um, and from right from the beginning, Eivor has little to no interest in to do with it. She'll, you know, or they will take the weapon. You know, because obviously Eivor is a warrior and it's a cool weapon. Um, and you, there's some drama that uh, happens. There's some fighting, obviously, because they're Vikings. There's some family drama. And basically ends up with Sigurd deciding to go find and build himself something in England. And obviously, Eivor goes with him. So in England, Sigurd and Eivor start Raventhorpe, which is a small settlement that they started in England um, in the kingdom of Mercia. I think that's how you pronounce it. And it's up to Eivor, of course, because you're the player. Eivor is the player uh, to expand the settlement, improve things, establish um alliances um you're also given a mission to set up a little uh hut not really a hut it's like a house for hytham to you know do all his research and whatnot about the order um and this is where 
the game really starts. You know, your traditional Assassin's Creed giant map, um, exploring, opening things up, tons of side quests, people, drama, of course, fighting. Um, the whole game is amazing. Like I said, I put 230 hours into this thing. I uh, had lots of fun through it. Towards the end, though, after the 200th hour, I told one of my friends I was getting tired. But if, you know, you start really digging into the lore that is present, uh, you'll enjoy it. Like, like I said, I was getting tired after the 200th hour, but I, I wasn't not having fun. Um, even with those last stretch, I was still enjoying the game is, you know, still fun. Uh, they made some improvements from Odyssey. Uh, you actually have instant kill um, through assassination with um, weaker enemies. Obviously, bosses, you can't instant kill. Yeah, so at one point, an old friend shows up to Raventhorpe, Velika, which is this um, uh, witch doctor lady that Eivor talked to earlier in the game about their dream. Um, and then Eivor builds them a hut, talks to them again about their dream, and Valka makes them a potion. If you decide to drink the potion, if you start um, a part of the game where you play as young Odin or Javi, as they call it, in Asgard, which is neat, right? You get to meet Thor, you meet, you meet um, what's the other one, Tyr, um, Freya. So, you know, the usual Norse mythology figures. It's lots of fun. I Every time I played as Odin, I had a blast. It's a lot of fun because it's like hardcore mythology and... You, know, you dive right in, all the characters are there, there's a lot of drama and all that stuff. Uh, but going back to the main story, as you progress in the main story, you start to see uh, Sigurd's mind deteriorate um, because he's being fed this whole line of like, uh, not philosophy, what's it called? Uh, prophecies that he might be more than he is or he's destined to greatness, that he's a descendant from gods and whatnot. And like Bassam is feeding him all this. And then you find this crazy woman, Falke, um, and you'll just have to play to see what's up with her. Because um, there's a, you know, she's a, she is a big character in the plot, but you'll see she is crazy. Um, but as you play, eventually, at the end, uh, Sigurd, Eivor, and Bassam end up in a chamber that was created by the Isu. Uh, and it has this like crazy machine that is kind of like an ancient animus. And when they get picked up, they get lashed and pulled into this dreamlike world. And at first they think it, they're in Valhalla. Um, but it has this like, um, cycle to it. So it's constantly, you're constantly doing the same thing, but different versions, obviously. 
and eventually Eivor comes out of it. She is, they escape, um, and they get Sigurd out, and when they come out, they find that Bassam is almost killing Sigurd. And then you fight Sigurd, you defeat Sigurd, no, sorry, rewind that, you fight Bassam, you defeat Bassam, and shove him on the machine. And that's the end of Bassam. Um, Eivor and Sigurd decide to go separate ways. Um, and depending on some choices that you make throughout the game, I think if you sleep with um, Sigurd's wife, it makes things even more awkward and weird. But that's a choice for you to make. Um, and so then the game goes back to modern times. And you play as Layla. And Layla wants to go find the chamber. Because there's like these... Something to do with the magnetic force with the earth and whatnot. So she goes to the chamber um, where Bassam is. Um, You see his... There. She gets picked up by the machine. And brought into the the virtual world sort of say the dream world and Bassam's there and he's been there for like a thousand years and he's stuck there as he's had time to think and to you know look at uh different outcomes i think he even says and he escapes he escapes that machine and when he falls, he falls near the Staff of Hermes, which then allows his body to be restored and then allows him to come back to life, basically. So Layla stays on the machine. She decides to actually stay uh, because if she comes out, um, because she doesn't have the Staff of Hermes anymore, there's a lot of radiation in that chamber and she would just die. So she decides to stay in there with this other entity. And Bassam comes out and he kind of figures out a way to deceive Layla's friends and he kind of just stays around them. And it seems like Bassam will be the next part, like the next major character of whatever comes next to Assassin's Creed. But we shall see. Uh, it will be interesting because he asks for a meeting with some big shot like Assassin's Creed person William Desmond, I think. I remember correctly um but either way assassin's creed valhalla lots of fun like your usual assassin's creed game lots lots to do a ton to do many side quests a lot of fun characters um at the end you figure out that eivor is a reincarnation of odin Sigurd is a reincarnation of Tyr. Bassam is a reincarnation of Loki, which now starts to make sense a little bit, right? 
Um, but like I said in the beginning of the episode, there's after I finished the game, I went on YouTube to you know research some things that I didn't understand of the game, and there's a lot smarter people out there that pick up on things I haven't have been playing the game for a lot longer than I have that understand um, have a deeper understanding of all of the connections um, so like I said in the beginning there's this video by this YouTube channel called the brothers code um, this is the first video I've ever watched of them so you know I'll leave it at that uh, the video is titled Assassin's Creed Valhalla ending explained and it doesn't just explain the ending. It explains a lot more. Uh, so I'll leave the link in the show notes, obviously. Um, and they go into, like, what the, um, the links between the Isu, the first civilization, and what is actually going on in Valhalla. So prior to this video, I thought that Assassin's Creed Valhalla was very light on lore in connection back to the actual Assassin's Creed universe lore. After watching this video, it gave me a little bit more understanding, but at the end of the day, um, yes, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, lots of fun, recommend it, go play it. But I think Assassin's Creed Valhalla is more of a Vikings game than an Assassin's Creed game. Why? Because Vikings aren't assassins. <laughs> They're not very stealthy. I think they went with Vikings because it's it's in um, and they're fun to play with and Norse mythology is cool. Um, but I think going forward with the Assassin's Creed games, I think they should go back to focus more with like the Templars and the Assassin's Creed and the Isu more on on that within their own lore, within the own within the within the Assassin's Creed's own mythos instead of borrowing from real life mythos. Um Obviously, historical events are a huge um, uh, thing, or a huge part, I should say, of the Assassin's Creed games. So I'm not saying take that away. Keep that in there, obviously, because it's a big part of the game, like I just said. Um, but be less dependent on mythology and dive deeper into its own mythos into its own history, into its own lore, um, and build and flesh that out. I think that would be better, uh, allowing us to play more as, um, I think, more of a anonymous hero um, that is just around the historical events, uh, somebody that is, has more of a freedom to be, you know, a stealthy and more of an assassin. Um, but like I said, regardless, the game was a lot of fun. There are other missions, uh, that add to the fun. There's a mission you go to Vinland, which is actually North America. 
you go there after Gorm, the son of Kujotvi. Uh, I butchered that for sure. But basically, he's the son of the guy that killed Eivor's dad. So there's that. You go after him. You go to North America. That's cool, right? Um, there's the mission that you go to Isles Sky. Uh, that one's a lot of fun. Because that's where you meet Cassandra. Yes, Cassandra from Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which I found really neat. I really love that. I love that game. That's my favorite Assassin's Creed game. Um, Odyssey first, Origin second, Valhalla third. That's just funny enough. That's how I played. That's the order I played. Um, I just really liked Odyssey and I really enjoy Greek mythology, um, out of the three. Um, I thought it was really well done. It was a lot of fun. Um, and then we also have the DLCs. So Wrath of Druid takes place in Ireland, covers some like Ireland, Irish, I should say, uh, mythology with the Druids and stuff. Um, Siege of Paris obviously takes care in Paris um, and it actually covers more of excuse me the hidden ones which was really neat so I I wanted more of the hidden ones history uh, there's that and obviously Ragnarok you know Ragnarok's the big ending you know it's a hundred percent North mythology you play as Odin, there's new abilities, there's new armor, it is really cool. The whole thing is awesome. You play as Odin, um, you fight your usual, you know, Norse mythology villains. At the end, you defeat uh, Solter, and you trigger the beginning of Ragnarok, which um, Odin was trying to avoid, but... It's inevitable. Ragnarok is inevitable. Um, but yeah. Game was lots of fun. The DLCs were lots of fun. I know I didn't cover much of the story. Um, I want to leave that for you to play. For you to enjoy. I highly recommend it. Um, I've said it numerous times. You're probably tired of hearing me saying it. I really enjoyed the game. Go buy it. Go play it. Wait until it comes out on sale. Um, now they have a, I believe a Ragnarok bundle that has all the DLCs. So wait until that comes out on sale. You'll just, just wait, be patient. You'll find a really good price. Um, get it, play it. It's a lot of fun. And we shall see what Assassin, what Ubisoft has in store for us next. Um... We shall see. Um, I know this is a short episode. Thank you for spending this time with me. Uh, follow us on social media. We are on Twitter and Instagram at NerdCasualMedia. Um, you can go to our website, podcast.nerdcasual.media. You'll find all of our episodes there. And send our podcast to other friends that enjoy pop culture and thank you and I'll see you next time.